Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I'm here with Becky Minton and Lucy Wilson-Shaw, who were involved in WOW. Now, this was a high point of the programme for me because I didn't really know what it was. Um, what was WOW at lunchtime, Becky? WOW was a session um, called Ways of Working, and we were talking about and um, listening to other panel members share their experiences about new ways or brave ways of working in uh, healthcare and in IAPT. Um, looking at uh, changing from hierarchical uh, management structures to self-managing flat structured teams. And is that is there a reason why? Is this just because we think it might be a good idea or is there a specific problem that we're trying to address with this? Um, I think it can solve lots of different problems. I mean, the um, benefits so we hear of those ways of working are linked to um, uh, improving satisfaction of staff at work and uh, retention. And we heard from uh, Rob, who works at Maiden, about how staff really enjoy this way of working and always have stayed working in the company for a long time since they've implemented this this way of working um, as well as we heard from Tanya from Public Wild talking about the Burtzorg model whereby um, these the self-managing teams have helped to um, uh, focus the care around patients. And Lisa is this something that you've tried out in your location? Yeah so I've been trying out kind of ways to introduce this into an NHS IAPT service um, um, for those reasons, for engagement of staff, so people feeling like they really didn't have enough input into the way the work was being done and the service or the uh, service was being run. But also I think something Rod talked about was kind of preventing those blocks to efficiency in the service um, because if everything kind of has to go through a certain person or every time you want to make a change you have to kind of go up three layers of hierarchy to get permission to do something that kind of really slows you down in terms of making changes so I think that's another reason for doing it so I've been trying to introduce a way of working that when we have a problem in the service we gather together a group of people who might be across lots of different levels job roles in the service to kind of come and work together and think in an equal way so that within that group of people it were very explicit that that the hierarchy stays out of that group and everyone's there on equal footing to work together to think about how best to solve the problem and then they can then go ahead draw on what resources they need to in order to implement that and kind of review how it's gone Um, so trying to implement that as a way of working across the service rather than being everything goes to management like here's the problem you sort it out please tell us what to do because actually staff are not happy with that way of doing things and I guess IAP services are quite variable in the way they're set up some are quite um, traditional in their hierarchies and some are a little bit more kind of revolutionary in that sense have you got a, a thought about how this approach is likely to go down what the barriers or the kind of ways of implementing this might be I mean I think some of the barriers are uh, people don't like change initially so it's a, a new way of working um, and it takes time um, so people have got to be really invested in it from the start the leadership um, uh, has got to sort of agree that this is a in, in some ways a way that um, can work within the service um, but it takes people at all different levels and people to be sort of enthusiastic about wanting to take responsibility and accountability over different things um, so I think that's one of the barriers yeah and I think another of the barriers is people starting to see that involvement in service development as part of their jobs that it's not just their job to kind of 
be a clinician delivering care to people but it's also part of their jobs to think and input about how the service develops and take that responsibility and that role on um, and that's quite a shift for some people I think. We've heard a lot this afternoon about staff well-being and burnout in practitioners. Do you think this is a way that we might be able to prevent some of that from happening? Yeah, I mean, personally I do because I think uh, my experience is when people feel that they have an involvement and ownership over the work and the team and the way things are done, that that makes their job a lot more satisfying for themselves. So it still might be a demanding, time-challenging, difficult job, but they feel they have that level of involvement and choice over how things are done and input into that. And that, I think, decreases that risk of, of burnout. And I guess... Having a flat management structure is perhaps most challenging for people at the top because basically they're getting rid of their responsibility or they're handing over the power. What was your experience of it? Uh, So my experience was, so I guess a bit mixed because in some ways it's quite liberating because um, coming into a job and everyone looking at you like you're the person who's going to solve all the problems is quite frankly a little bit overwhelming. Um, And also when I was speaking about those, those kind of blocks, it's like I only have so much time in my day I can't be working on all those projects at the same time and being the person that's responsible for all of them because things aren't going to change. Um, and I enjoy my job a lot more if it's if it's more about working with people to think about how to change things um, and getting them involved rather than feeling like I have to do everything. Um, so it... it it actually hasn't felt too difficult. I think where it does become difficult is when you're working within an exterior um, structure that still has a lot of that hierarchy and maybe puts you in the position where actually you individually are being held responsible for everything. And, and so that mismatch of the culture that might be within your team, but the culture that stands outside of it, which takes a different viewpoint on it. So it can be a bit challenging. Well, like the NHS, you mean? <laughs> yes, the, your, your NHS trust, the wider NHS, the sort of like, the, it is a very, you're existing in a very hierarchical structure um, and it's difficult to get away from that. And it's also, it, it creates that challenge of you might create that culture in your team in this working group, we're all on an even footing, but everybody knows you're on a band AA, you're on a band seven, I'm only on a band four. Um, so how you kind of get around that and change that culture can be quite tricky and I don't know what implications that have maybe uh, are we ever going to shift that banding structure are we going to value those jobs differently and grade people differently in their work and say that actually you know ev- everyone's job is is valuable and the work of a PWP is as value as valuable as the work of the high intensity therapist um, that's quite a big question isn't it first things first let's just make sure we're paying women as much as men Um, this is really positive about this Becky what's your thought yeah I agree I mean I think even tiny changes need to happen as a starting point like let's not refer to staff as their banding or you're a band four you're a band five that's totally as we've in my team try not to refer to that more about kind of you're a clinician and um, doesn't matter kind of what level you are but again yeah it's going to take a lot of time to shift this but I think this is a kind of brave way of working and I think will help to be the kind of future of the way services should set up to manage the demands and and support staff. Brilliant thanks for sharing. Thank you. Thank you.